welcome to another episode of Know God's Truth. I'm your host, Doug Lott, and I'm here with Pastor Teacher James Inman of the First Baptist Church of Okarchi, along with producer, director, sound man, and button pusher and brainchild of Know God's Truth, Rusty Garner. It's our hope and prayer to help you understand God's Word and give you some tools to be able to apply God's truth to your lives. It's important that we do apply His truth to our lives if if we're going to get anywhere in this life. So, Rusty, I'm excited to see this vision of yours turning into reality, and I'm excited to be included. I'm reminded of Corinthians 1.27, and that's probably why I wasn't included, because God chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. How are you today, Rusty? I'm do I'm doing good. I'm trying to decide if I'm comfortable with this being my. What you? How'd you put it? My vision. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, when I, God I, gives you an idea, I call it a vision. <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to talk a little bit about how? I think we were going to do that last last podcast, and I sidetracked this and and went into a story. Um, but do, do you want to talk about how this got started? Yes, I do. Yes, okay. Yes. Uh, so so it happened to be that. Uh, you were teaching Sunday school one week because Dan was gone. And I think, uh, I, I don't know who the official backup to Dan is, but... Um, Whoever he calls and answers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but you were teaching that week, and, and we got to the application part. You're going to have to help me because I'm, I'm getting a little fuzzy on how this all just played uh-huh. out. But I, I think... The application was was an outreach, wasn't it? Ideas yes. for for an outreach. How we can think outside of the box and and put into other people's hands the word of God, uh, and what what God is leading us to do in that regard. Okay, um, yeah. So I had had this idea in the back of my mind for a long time, and um, for I'm going to say for like a huge chunk of my life, I would have considered my pastor to be. You guys are going to laugh when I say the name because I say it constantly. Uh, <laughs> James James is already rubbing his temples over here. Uh, J. Vernon McGee through the Bible. I, I, I've Giant learned. Vernon. Yes. Yeah, I, I've got most of what I know uh, explained to me. You know, reading the Bible, but you know the explanation and the teaching. I, I probably got from that program more than than anyone else um so i kind of i thought it would be a a good idea and a useful project to do something along those lines Mm -hmm. um you know verse by verse teaching and i I brought the idea up to you and you got really excited about it and then james was on board and like two days later i found myself in a tower cafe working out some details (laughs) (laughs) he who hesitates is lost (laughs) yes so that's how this all came to be, as far as I can remember. Do you have any uh, different yes. recollections? No, I, uh, I I noticed at the beginning you were you thought, wow, this is moving rather quickly. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> I thought to myself, well, not quick enough. We need to get the word out there to the people. <laughs> yes, yes, amen. So with that, I'd like to open in prayer today and then... Throw it right over to Pastor James. Sounds good. Heavenly Father, again, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we just lift up this podcast to you, Lord, and ask, Father, that by your Holy Spirit, 
the right person is in the right place at the right time to hear this and that it would touch their hearts and draw them towards you. And that's the goal. So thank you, Jesus, and thank you, Lord, for this podcast. Bless it, Lord. Keep your hand upon it, we pray in Jesus' name. Pastor James. Yes, sir. Great to be back with you, Doug and, and Rusty. And we're excited to look at God's Word. We focused last time mainly on uh, Christ's deity, that He uh, was God and He came in the flesh to earth to bring salvation to man. And we looked uh, at the contrast that are mentioned between the, the two objects, two items in several places in John, the light and the darkness, the, the life and the death. The, uh, you're either condemned or you're not condemned. You've either you haven't received him. And, and we're going to pick up uh, today with uh, uh, John, the forerunner of Jesus and his ministry as it's talked about in John chapter 1. And uh, he's kind of introduced in a not a real big way in verse 6 of John 1. Just says, there came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. I think, isn't that great to think that there was a, a man uh, sent from God. His name was John. There's a man sent from God. His name is Doug. A man sent from God. His name is James. Just God still sends men and women to do his work, doesn't he? Just, just like John was a man, just as we were. And it says, he came as a witness. Verse 7, he came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. So John the Baptist had the same goal that the disciple John had, that men might believe that Jesus is the Christ. And he says he himself, John said he himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. That's us today. We're a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. And I, that prophecy of that light coming in the world over 700 years before Jesus was born was given in Isaiah chapter 9. It says the people, Isaiah 9 verse 2, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And that's a reference to the Messiah because if you go on down and in Isaiah 9 and verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's our Savior. That's Jesus. We were the people walking in darkness, and we've seen a great light that God sent through his Son, Jesus Christ. Um, so John comes as a witness to that. And then down in verse 15, we covered the verses 10 through 14 last time. Down in verse 15, it goes on more about John's teaching and then the questioning of John that the people had, who he is, why, what was his purpose. So verse 15 says, John testifies concerning him, concerning Jesus. He cries out saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. From the fullness of grace, we have all received one blessing after another. Again, it's all from grace, God's grace that we've received these blessings. For the law was given through Moses, 
Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And I think we mentioned that last time, that the, the law uh, reveals to us our need for a Savior. And Jesus fulfills that need. Amen. Yeah. Verse 18, Then no one has ever seen God. Here's another proclamation of the deity of Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, Who's the one and only God at the Father's side, uh, Doug? That would be Jesus. That's Jesus. Has made him known. He's made him known. He's come. The word, be verse 14 says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. He's made himself known. He's revealed himself uh, to the world. The God, the one and only who is at the Father's side has made him known. John's testimony, his preaching then is, talked about in beginning in verse 19. Now this was John's testimony when the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, uh, but confess freely, I am not the Christ. They asked him then, who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us what do you say about yourself? I think that's a great question for each of us to examine. What would people say about you? What do people say about John? They ask him, what do you say about yourself? Uh, I, I think in thinking about this, I think about someone at the, uh, at the end of their life. I do. I preach several funerals, their, their obituary. What does it say about them? Yeah. Lots of times you read, you know, he enjoyed fishing. He was a hard worker. He uh, told funny stories. John, he said, and he was the man from Isaiah 43 that talked about a voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. And that was what John said in verse 23. John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the desert, make straight the way for the Lord. And he said, and, and goes on in that same chapter of Isaiah, Isaiah 40 verses six and eight, says all men are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. So that's back to the idea of uh, at your funeral, your, your obituary, I hope, that number one, it would be this man, this woman, this child had a relationship with God. They knew God through faith in Jesus Christ. I would think number two, we'd say this, this was a family man. He loved his wife. He loved his children. Or if it's a lady, she was a godly mother. Uh, she uh, raised her home to trust and follow Jesus. And then things like, like your church ministry, your church service, your job, your recreation, those come down the line later. Hopefully, when, when people say, who was, who was that Doug guy? They'll say, he was a man who loved Jesus. The man who loved Jesus. Well, I hope so. Yeah. And that's, uh, that reminds me, Doug, when you first, uh, you first came to our church and I was talking to you, I think it was, I don't know if it's before or after the service, we were visiting and and you said uh, you came up in a in a van and had all kinds of bumper stickers on it and 
his comment Doug made to me says, we're just a couple of old California hippies that love Jesus. And I said back, you'll fit right in here. Yeah. The love Jesus part. And when we love Jesus, we have a unity automatically. And, and John was point. He said, I am not the Christ. I'm going to point people to Jesus. I love Jesus. He's the one. Let's He's give credit where credit to do, though. I think it was Pam that, that said we're just a couple, couple of hippies, yeah. California hippies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I, I like to, you know, think about what is your identity? Who are you? The, um, the slogan, I like, real men love Jesus. Real women love Amen. Jesus. Amen. Real women love Jesus. Real women, real kids, real young people, they love Jesus. Real men love their wives. Real women love their husbands and support their families. Uh, real men humble themselves to put others first. John the Baptist did this clearly. He said, I'm just one who's trying to make a straight path for the Savior who's coming. Uh, verse 24, then some Pharisees who had been sent questioned him, why then do you baptize? If you're not the Christ, if you're not the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet, why are you baptizing? And we know that John's baptism was a baptism of repentance, but he answers in verse 26, I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan where John was baptizing. I think John knew his purpose right from the beginning. Uh, the scriptures tell us he was filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb. And I think from day one, he knew why he was there. And he was getting that point across, whatever it took. Uh, hey, look at me. I'm wearing camel hair and eating locust. Uh, look at that strange guy. But he drew them in and got the word across. Right. And he called them to repent. He called repentance. Leave your forsake. Turn away from your sins and, and follow Jesus. And then you can be baptized. Um, he pointed people and he said, but I'm just baptizing with water. And we'll get on over uh, in verse 33. It says, the man whom you see, the spirit come down and remain on him. When the spirit descended on Jesus like a dove, when he was baptized, he will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Jesus was coming to bring an immersion. Baptism means you're immersed, you're, you're covered He's going to immerse us with the Holy Spirit. We're to become children, part of the family of God through the baptism of Jesus Christ that John was speaking of. Uh, verse 29, I, I love, uh, it says the next day after this questioning of John the Baptist by the Pharisees, it says the next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. There had been, Thousands upon thousands of lambs sacrificed under the Jewish system for the people's sins to remind them that except for the shedding of blood, there was no remission for sins. It was, they were, that system was what pointing to the ultimate sacrifice, right. Jesus Christ. That was Christ. just a temporary covering for their right. sins. That, uh, it the, wasn't atonement. The blood, of, the blood of bulls and goats couldn't take away our sins. It pointed to the need for a Savior. We talked earlier, our sins, the law showed us we were guilty for uh, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death. All are guilty under the law and deserve death. 
But this sacrificial system, the shedding of blood, uh, was a picture, a forerunner of Jesus who was coming to lay down his life for us on the cross. And this was, John calls him, look, the Lamb of God. This wasn't the Lamb of Bartholomew, the Lamb of Joseph, the lambs that had been slain in the past. This was God's Son, the Lamb of God, and he was able to take away the sin of the whole world. He was the perfect sacrifice. Yeah. That is uh, something you just ought to stop and think about for a minute. Here's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And that is the, that is the purpose of Know God's Truth podcast is to say, hey, here's the Lamb of God. His name is Jesus. He came to take away the sins of the world. Is to bring that gospel, that evangelistic message to, to those who have never trusted in Jesus. It's to encourage, to build up the body of Christ, the church who has given their lives and are trying to, uh, to live daily and grow in their faith and trust in Jesus. Um, John, uh, I like that he's, he said he's unworthy. And I think uh, Doug, you and Rusty would agree with me that this podcast is not about me. It's not about Doug. It's not about Rusty. We want it to be about Jesus. Amen. We? we want it to be about Jesus. That's what John's, John the Baptist said. Hey, it's not me. Look, there, there who, there, there's the one, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. And he said, this is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. He's eternal. He's the eternal God who's been with the Father for all eternity. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. He might be revealed. John was so humble. In, in John uh, chapter 3, verse 30, he makes the, the statement that, uh, that Christ must increase, but I must decrease. Uh, Doug, isn't that a great thing to think about we ought to decrease every day and christ ought to increase amen it reminds me of when i was working in a uh, paper mill in southern california <clears throat> and my boss would come by uh late in the afternoon if he needed people to stay and work overtime well if i had uh someplace i was gonna go to one of the prisons or uh, a bible study or something that i was gonna go to and by the way his name was john uh, I would yeah. just look at him and say, John, 3.30. In other words, I have to leave at 3.30, but pointing to the scripture that says he must increase and I must decrease. So I gave up the overtime to, to do a little bit of God's work, and uh, I'm grateful I did. Right. You put your ministry to uh, in the prison, your ministry and other things you were serving in, you and, you and your wife Pam, Ahead of more money. Yes. But ahead the of funny a, part was all I'd have to do is look at him and say, John 3.30, and he knew exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so John was a man who pointed people to Jesus. I, um, I hope my life points someone to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a goal for us in it, that we point people to Jesus. It's, uh, it's great for a... For a mom to teach her daughter to cook, it's great for a mom to, to teach her daughter uh, 
you know, cleaning. It's great for to to respect others, to be a good friend. But if moms and dads don't teach their kids, if they don't point their kids to Jesus, uh, they've failed. Yes, you can teach a lot of good things, but if you leave yes. Jesus out, you've failed. And believe me, if you leave Jesus out, the world will try to replace it with something that they think is valuable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We can, uh, as men, we think, well, I, I teach my son how to how to shoot a gun, how to fish, how to how to swim, how to drive a car. Do we do we teach them about Jesus? Do we point them to Jesus? Uh, John he pointed people to Jesus, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Um, John said he surpassed him. Then John, verse 32, then John gave this testimony. I saw the spirit coming down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. That's at Jesus' baptism. I would not have known him except the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God. Uh, the testimonies keep coming here. Uh, the Apostle John gave testimony that Jesus is God's Son. John the Baptist gave testimony that Jesus is God's Son. Jesus himself gave testimony, his words, saying that he is God's Son. He is God come in flesh to this world. Pastor James sinners. gives that testimony. Amen. Rusty gives that testimony. And anybody who believes can give that testimony. I, uh, I want to close with... Uh, John was just a man like us, though, wasn't he? He had his faults, his sins. In Luke 7, I want to close with... A, there's a story when John was put in prison in Luke 7. And I think... We have to be careful as believers and realize that there's going to be times maybe when we get isolated from other Christians, when, when persecution comes, that it may send doubts in our life. And I think that's what happened to John in, in Luke 7, beginning at verse 18. It says that John's disciples told him about all these things, uh, calling two of them. He sent them to the Lord to ask. And John's in prison here, and he sent two of his disciples to the Lord, to Jesus to ask, are you the one who was to come or should we expect someone else? And I'm, I'm saying this to encourage some believer there that you know you trusted in Jesus. You know he's God's son. You know he's your savior, but the, the circumstances of life can cause doubts at times. Um, Satan can cause doubts at times. We get isolated. And I think that's where John was here. He, he said, he sent these messengers to Jesus. Are you the one who was to come or should we expect someone else? Well, John had already said, you're the one. I saw, I baptized him. I saw this. Verse 20, when the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to ask you, are you the one who was to come or should we expect someone else? At that very time, Jesus cursed many who had disease, cured many, excuse me, cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. 
Blessed is a man who does not fall away on account of me. After John's messengers left, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. And, and he, he said, there's not anyone born of woman greater than John the Baptist. But John had that moment of doubt and he sent these messengers to Jesus. And Jesus said, you go back and tell John what's, what you see, what's happening yeah, here. Yeah. The lame are walking, the blind are receiving sight. Those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf are hearing, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Anybody can have doubts, but you know, if we look back over our life and we see the times that God has intervened, and we uh, see the times that perhaps we saw miracles, or uh, God took care of problems with his provision for us one way or another, you, it will draw you back if you look over time. Time and the, the world can have a way of wearing and eroding your uh, perception of God at times. But you know what? The truth is the truth is the truth. And Jesus is the truth. Amen. Amen. And I want to I close with that today. Just to encourage you to know God's truth. To know that uh, Jesus said, you just go back and tell John what I'm doing. Preaching the good news about Jesus' salvation. We need to hear that. I hope that encouraged you by us reminding you of that today. Trust in the truth of God. Thank you.